Third down and 20. What is going on? Welcome back. Third and 20 podcast, episode 39. My name is Frank Entwistle. We've got the main man himself, Mr. Steed. Steed, how are you doing today? Doing great. Beautiful Wednesday uh, afternoon. Ready to talk a little football. Yeah, let's just get right into it. First topic I want to talk about is Ben Roethlisberger and the Steelers. Should Ben Roethlisberger come back and be the quarterback of the Pittsburgh Steelers for the 2021-2022 season, or should they look to find an alternative option? And as the Steelers fan, I am going to take this one first. I currently believe that if I were the Steelers, I would entertain Ben Roethlisberger coming back for another season. And I understand that might be a little bit controversial, at least according to Steelers fans. I think he just gives us the best chance to win. I think that, you know, when you look at the season last year for the Steelers, this was an offense that had so many problems, yet won a lot of games. Now, not saying that the Steelers' offense won them the game. Obviously, the Steelers have one of the better defenses in the in the league, probably a top-five defense in the NFL. It's just, I don't really know how, how fans are so quick to replace Roethlisberger, especially with some of the games that he had at the end of the season. Just, that Colts game is, is one that really comes to mind, and like, how many other quarterbacks can you put in charge of, of the Steelers at that point in time and they will come back and win that football game against one of the league's top defenses at the time and over the course of all of last season without being able to run the ball at all? And that happened time and time and time again over the season where against even the Broncos, a game where the offense struggled I think that that was more of a factor of the run game. Steelers' run game last year was last in the NFL, almost a full 10 yards behind the Texans, but who were 31. Like, we, we weren't just last. We were dead last by a good margin. Tied for 28th or 29th in touchdowns, had the lowest yards per carry. The Steelers averaged 3.6 yards per carry. Trent Richardson, who the Steelers fans love to make fun of, Average 3.6 yards per carry for the Browns. And everyone's coming out and saying, oh, Ben Roethlisberger sucks. He's the problem. I mean, I don't think he's great, but like, how are we so quick to replace him? Even who better are we going to get at quarterback? The only player that I would want be very okay with the Steelers replacing Ben Roethlisberger with to start next season is Mac Jones. It's Mac Jones. You know, me and you, Steed, we've been on Mac Jones for a while saying that, yeah. you know, there's this, for some reason, perceived top four with Mac Jones as the de facto five, where we were saying for most of the offseason on the podcast – Mac Jones, he should not be the de facto five. We personally think he's better than some of those quarterbacks in that perceived top four and think that that's going to show on draft day. So I don't even think the Steelers are going to be able to get Mac Jones come draft day if other teams are thinking the same way we are. So all in all, I believe that Ben Roethlisberger was not the problem of the Steelers offense last year. Um, I still think that Ben has some left in the tank. And if this is a team that 
wants to legitimately try and win games and actually go for the big dance at the end of the season, the best chance of us doing that is with Ben Roethlisberger at the quarterback position, not Mason Rudolph, not a free agent. And for the most part, no drafting drafted quarterback will put us there. And, and I don't even think the ones that would put us there, we can realistically get. Yeah, I'm going to agree with you on that. Uh, now, I, I think the whole problem your offense, you touched on it, is the running game. And, you know, it goes hand in head, hand, in hand with the offense and the passing game. And it, when you're asking Big Ben, a guy who's getting up there in age, yeah, he can go back there and chunk it 50 times a game. But, like, you kind of want to make his job easier than that, just having a sustainable running game that he can rely on. And, I mean – we know how bad that Texas running game is, and they're even worse than that. That needs to be addressed. And especially for an aging quarterback like Big Ben, he needs he needs help, you know? He needs a little bit of help. This isn't young this isn't young prime Big Ben who can really just and now you see it like you saw in the Colts game, he can clearly still he's capable of still doing those things. But on to make his job easier, you need more of a running game, and I think that needs to be more addressed. But I like your point. I, if I'm looking at the Steelers, I, I don't see any other quarterback out there that we would be able to get that would give us a better chance than Big Ben. I definitely not Mason Rudolph. I think he blows. Um, if you were able to get Matt Jones somehow in like some crazy fancy world, that'd be awesome. But still, you know, rookie coming into a great situation, I still think Big Ben, just knowing the division, knowing the league, gives you the better chance. And I wouldn't be ready to move on from him yet. Now, I would know that day is coming sooner than later. But for next season, just complete next season, I mean, we saw him go 11-0, and undefeated, and have a tremendous season. And yeah, get knocked out of the first round, but you had a had some injuries on the defense that, you know, hurt you, and then uh, you had the terrible running game. And that's a problem. I, so I agree with you. I, I'd give Big Ben another shot, maybe how long he wants to play, but I think quarterback in foreseeable future is definitely a need, of course. Yeah, but, it's definitely a need. It's just... I, I, I it's not that you're going to fix it out this season. Like, who are you going to get? You're going to trade for Sam Darnold? Okay, you think Sam Darnold's going to do anything? Exactly. You, that's you, exactly my point. Like, who are we going to get? On top of the fact that I really don't even think that Ben Roethlisberger was the problem of the offense. You had an offensive line, probably the worst offensive line play I've seen from the Steelers in a long time. You have a receiving group that I'm pretty sure led the league, and if not, they were top three in drops. You know, combined with the fact that the receiver group in general is extremely young, and, and yeah, you know, I saw you have Ebron, drop a lot. Yeah. Ebron, Mister I drop balls, Ebron as your tight yeah. end, um, a run game that was just so trash, which is com, you know, you due to the offensive line mostly. Um, mm-hmm. It's just if I'm the Steelers, like going all in to get a quarterback this off season. I just I wouldn't be able to do it. I I need to replace the talent that we were losing on offense. We need two tackles. You know I see these people saying, "Oh, well, you can put Chuck Sakura for at right tackle." I'm not sure if they were watching the same games I were because that was atrocious. Chuck's at right tackle. 
Um, mm-hmm. Zach Banner was injured, and, and apparently the staff really likes him, and I think he's a good player. But, you know, to act like we can rely on him as a starting left tackle day one, I think is a little bit a little bit premature. Um, regardless, you still need another tackle. You know, we need a center because Pouncey's going to be gone. He, he he was playing like crap last season, and now you need a running back. So there's just so many holes. Um, and and seeing the fact that Ben did carry some of the games last year, yeah, I'll take him back. I don't really care. He he said he's down to rework the contract. I'm just I'm a little shocked at at the league and Steelers fans especially just so quick to give up on Ben Roethlisberger, completely forgetting the the body of work that he did last year in some of those games, I think that they're just so blinded by the fact that that we lost the Browns in the first round of the playoffs and just completely forget about some of the the great moments that Ben had during last season and the fact that every other position group, most of the games, I think aside from the Bengals game, and even then I think the Bengals game, the tackles played worse than Roethlisberger did, I don't understand how I, I, maybe he's just the easy scapegoat. You know, you look at an offense that, that struggles I at think, the end of the season and you say, Oh, it, it has to be the quarterback. Yeah. That's what everybody does. I was about to say, they just, it, it's easy to blame the quarterback. And that's the thing about the position. It's great when you're winning, but when you're losing, you're going to get all the hate in the world. Uh, but yeah, maybe they, I, there's a lot of holes to fill in the offense, but maybe if trash is available, like somewhere where they feel like it's a good value pick, you take a chance on trash where he sits and maybe learn. And, you know, it's just a, sh- you, it's a shot in the dark. Maybe he can play, you know, I think trash is better than Rudolph. I like, I'd rather have trash him than Rudolph. I, it's interesting, but you know, it's different routes. You can wait next year see the cream of the crop or try to get somebody through a trade. I, I'm not too sure, but uh, for the foreseeable future, for next year, I definitely think Big Ben should just, you know, play it out. I mean, no reason for him not to come back. Yeah, I, I agree that um, that if I'm, if I'm Kevin Colbert, the Steelers general manager, I'm probably looking to see if I can get a project quarterback. Uh, like you said, Kyle Trask. Um, maybe a, a Kellen Mond, a guy who yeah. he's got the arm talent, but has a whole lot of other problems in his game. Um, I mean, there's plenty of other quarterbacks. Maybe I don't really think you'd want to go with a late round Ian book kind of guy. I, I'm just not really high on some of those quarterbacks. I just, I think that just feels like a little bit of a waste of a pick. Like how yeah. is he even an upgrade over Mason Rudolph, but to act like we should go into the season with Mason Rudolph or a free agent or a Sam Darnold. I, I heavily disagree with, I don't mind taking a quarterback in the draft, but I, I don't know. I, I think that Ben should start the season and, and that the problem of the offense is was not a, a large part in the quarterback position and it's a lot on the tackles and in, in the center. So let's move on. Steed. Speaking of quarterbacks and speaking of the trade with Sam Darnold. Yeah. What's next for Sam Darnold? This well, is a guy that that had a lot of talent coming into the league. His first two years, he looked really good. This third year, he, he just really flopped on his face, was on a bad Jets team. What do you think is next for Sam Darnold? Uh, I, I've been, Sam Darnold has been a huge, like, just, you know, just a question mark this whole offseason, you know, 
Can you trade him? Does a team want him because of the fifth-year option? You're going to have to pay him. Is he worth it? Like, and, you know, I related it to the to the Jameis, where Jameis got that one year for the Saints. But, you know, like Jameis played throughout his rookie, so he's just a free agent when he hit the market. So you really don't know what you're getting with Sam Darnold. I, I, I still like Sam Darnold. Now, I'm not the guy that's like a true believer now. It's just like, yeah, give it to me. I think it, you're, he's just damaged goods over there, the Jets. Give me Sam Darnold. But I think Sam Darnold's role would be best fit for a team like the 49ers if they tend to stick with Jimmy G. If they stick with Jimmy G and then you can able to get Sam Darnold, let's say Jimmy G gets hurt again, and in a good offense where it's easier for the quarterback to play in, maybe he can start to learn some things, and Shanahan's like, okay, we, we can sign Sam Darnold. He might be our guys. We found a dime in the rough. But other than that, I think he's his list of teams very short. He could always stay on the Jets. That's a possibility. They never make the trade for Deshaun. And they could draft a quarterback at two and just have those two battle it out and just have Sam Darnold there. Or the Jets could easily go at number two. We'll take, you know, we'll take Pitts or we'll take Sewell, you know, and give Darnold one more chance. I don't see them doing that with Salah coming in. I think he kind of wants to maybe do a new image. And especially where I haven't seen any reports where usually when a new coach comes in, they tell you, like, pretty much earlier if they, they're they going to keep the quarterback or not. Say, well, I still like this guy. He hasn't really spoke on that yet. But for Sam Darnold, I see a very slim list of teams. Like we said with the Steelers, I just don't think they would do that. I think you're giving up a little too much for him for glaring holes when you need, when you can just bull with Big Ben. But I think 49ers have to be like his target spot for me. And I'm not even sure that's going to happen. Yeah, so I've been um, – well, I, we just got news today or yesterday that their general manager, Joe Douglas, is taking calls for Sam Darnold. So if there's going to be a trade, we might see it soon now that the free agency is starting and it's going to be an absolute wild ride of a free agency this year. I think that the main problem working against Sam Darnold is this cap not increasing. Mm-hmm. Um, it's just tough. For teams that would like to take a a dart throw on Sam Darnold, teams like the 49ers, like you said, maybe even the Steelers, or or there are plenty of organizations that could really use a quarterback. The Saints. The Bears. Yeah, the Bears. But it's just without the cap increasing, they have so many other needs, and these teams still want to compete because they have good rosters. I mean, you look at the Steelers and the Niners and and the Saints, you know, they're, they're not looking to just go into a full rebuild mode they're they're thinking hey look we got great rosters why are we gonna mm-hmm. gonna sacrifice that to take a project quarterback um i still think that one of the best paths for sam darnold to get traded and get to a favorable spot and i'm not sure if this will happen because this has to be done in the draft is um a team kind of getting shafted out of the quarterback they wanted during the draft, and then all of a sudden you're sitting there day two, and you're saying, well, we could get Sam Darnold with our second-round selection. I think that's the going right for Sam Darnold. I doubt we really see Sam Darnold commanding that first-round pick price, You know, especially mm-hmm. considering Carson Wentz could net you a conditional first next year. Yeah. Um, I, I doubt we see that as Sam Darnold. I'm not even sure the Jets necessarily are 
going to be pushing for that high of a price. I think that they'd be more happy just to get a second round selection than anything. Oh yeah, I'd be thrilled if I was the Jets. Yeah, I don't see the scenario that people are saying where they keep Sam Darnold, like you said. I, you know, I think the Jets are pretty firm on taking Zach Wilson or Lawrence at one or two. It probably Zach Wilson, um, and I think they'll be very happy with that. Uh, but Sam Darnold, like, yeah, one of those teams gets shafted on draft day. You're sitting there day two, and you throw a pick for him. I think that's a great spot for him. Other than that, you just got to find a GM that likes the talent and is going to take the risk on him. I think it's tough to, to, to sit here and try to calculate exactly which team it is because if the Niners don't like him, if Lynch doesn't like him, then they're just not going to trade for him. They could easily stick with Jimmy G or try and draft someone at 12. Um, the same thing goes for any of these quarterback needy teams. If they just don't value Sam Darnold, they're not going to trade for him. They're not yeah. going to give up a second-round selection in, in, a, in a year where – cap space is tight and you got to make a one-year decision on whether you're going to pay this guy or not he's going to command a bigger contract than a rookie right now like there's just a lot of factors that are working against him i like you said i still believe in sam donald's talent a little bit um there are definitely some guys i'd rather have in the draft over him but you don't have to pay that price in the draft to get him so it's going to be interesting to see but i i do think he could be a good buy for a team especially if he's able to turn around um, under the Gase curse, you know, maybe he's yeah, able to pull I mean, a Tannehill. It's interesting. If he gets in the right, I would want him in the right system, you know, something nice. I mean, like, if Carolina doesn't end up taking a quarterback or something at eight, um, you know, they're sitting day two and they like Sam Darrell, you get him in Joe Brady's offense, maybe that's a fit right there. And, it, you know, he has some really good weapons over there in Carolina, a team that's you know, trending up, and it's kind of not, it doesn't have that New York, like, media appeal to it, so he can kind of, like, fly under the radar. Maybe that'd be, like, a decent spot for him. I, there's teams out there, or like you said, of course they're calling for him. They're still interested in him, because he's a very talented player. But, you know, I think you're right that you might not see him go until these rookie quarterbacks are, are off the bar- board first. Yeah, I'd be interested to see maybe a Washington football team. If they're not able to strike a deal to move up in the draft and the quarterbacks that they like and value go before they pick, um, maybe even the Houstons, the the Texans. If if they do, in fact, have to trade Deshaun Watson and they the Jets and the Jaguars both say, we'd rather just take the quarterback on the board, and then the Texans have to trade maybe with the Panthers at pick eight, and then all of a sudden it's like, well, we'd rather just go with the best player available. We don't value the quarterbacks at pick eight. Yeah. We'll just throw you a second-round selection or maybe even less if there's no market for Darnold for Darnold just to take the dart throw quarterback and see, hey, we're a team. No one's expecting us to win. Let's take the risk. We we have nothing to lose here. So I, I think that that might be a little interesting development to keep track of. Yeah. Um, but I'm, I'm rooting for Sam. I think he's a good kid. Uh, I, I, I think he still has talent. He showed a lot in the jets and it was just a bad situation for any jets player last year to be on that football team. Yeah, true. So, um, real quick before we move on to the next actual segment, I guess we can touch on JJ Watt going to the Cardinals. Any initial thoughts, Steed? What are you thinking about that move? 
Uh, I think I was a little surprised just based off the three teams he picked from, like, was rumored to go to, and he said he was going and then end up on the Cardinals. But I actually like the fit. I know a lot of people are saying, well, that's a lame move. They're not contenders. I, you know, I we were big on the Cardinals this year. They got off to a raging start. But, you know, this is still a young team that is developing, and they ran into, like, you know, growing pains in, in mid to late season. And I still like this team moving forward. I think J.J. Watt could bring that little veteran pre- presence. He's back with D-Hop. But, you know, Carl's needed a pass rusher. There's some really good players on that Cardinals um, secondary uh, defense. And now, like, the Cardinals sitting at 16, you don't have to take a pass rusher. They could take a corner and different, all different kind of things. So that kind of neutralizes that out. Yeah, I think it's just that simple. You know, the Cardinals need a pass rusher. They think that J.J. Watt's the best on the market. They shall have to get him. Good for them. But let's move on. So I was thinking the other day, I'm thinking about this Deshaun Watson trade. He's very adamant on being traded. Um, And we keep on hearing the same teams that are rumored to get him. The Broncos, the Panthers, the Dolphins, the Jets are the main ones. And not that I think this team will make a move for Watson, but I was just thinking, right? What if? If I was Dave Gettleman, the general manager of the New York Giants... And Watson is indeed so adamant on forcing a trade that he has to be moved. I would put my hat in the ring for Watson. Now, I, Dave Gettleman, I doubt, is going to do this. I think that he is sold on Daniel Jones. And I don't necessarily blame him. Um, you know, he drafted him. He mm-hmm. believes in the talent and, is, and believes in developing his guy. And I listen, I'm all for that. But I legitimately believe in the NFC East right now, if the Giants were able to work a deal for Deshaun Watson, that they are a team that is legitimately a quarterback away from the playoffs. You know, look at what the what the Washington football team is trying to do. They have been rumored around the quarterback market for every single guy that's been on the move. You know, they were offering in for Matt Stafford. They've been in these Deshaun Watson rumors. But if I'm the Giants, I'm looking at my team and what happened last year. And if we have a Deshaun Watson at quarterback, we are a playoff team. We have the defensive talent. Yeah, we need a pass rusher, but we need a quarterback even more, in my opinion. I did that Daniel Jones film analysis. And yeah, I was a little bit harsh on Daniel Jones. But my God, you put Deshaun Watson on that roster. All of a sudden, I think a lot of things start looking a whole lot better offensive line group was playing a lot better at the end of the last season and in many seasons before you know you finally get an offensive line that really looks all right you get Saquon Barkley back one of the most talented if not the most talented running back in the league you have some decent receivers maybe assign another guy in free agency pick one up in the second round of the draft there's a lot of good receivers this class you have the defense defense played well look at what they did against the Seahawks they won that game with Colt McCoy I think that this is a team... Dave Gettleman's not going to do it. He's too old. These old guys don't like trading. They're not like the young buck GMs that are willing to take the risks to get their guy. He's not going to do it. He, I know. But what if? What if as the Giants, they just went balls to the walls, put their hat in the ring and see what, they, what could happen? 
What do you think about that, Steve? I I like it because if I'm a GM, GM, I'm always trying to upgrade at a position that I that I can upgrade at. If if I'm able to get Deshaun and I look at Daniel Jones, and now I'm not saying Daniel Jones is a bust or he's bad or anything like that because I still like Danny Dimes, but I mean. You don't have to. You don't have to be very smart to notice that Deshaun Watson is miles better than Daniel Jones, and this team was on the break of the playoffs. If you know the Eagles, if the Eagles beat the football team, they would have been in. And yeah, like granted, the division was horrible last year, but this is a team that started zero and five and played tremendous out, and you know lost a couple close games because of. Offensive play that they probably would have won with a quarterback like Deshaun Watson. So you're taking away two or three wins right there. You're talking about 10-win team, you know, whole different part of the uh, story to the season there. Now, do I think this is a playoff team with Daniel Jones? Yes. I don't think they're a championship caliber team yet with Daniel Jones. But with Deshaun, I could easily see a bid to – now, they still got a little bit of holes that they could fill in the draft, but the way they've been going, it looks like they've been hitting. But with Deshaun Watson, they would be a team that, you know, their odds for the Super Bowl would increase drastically. And I think it would be a great move. Like you said, I don't know if Gettleman would go for it. But, you know, sometimes I would look at it, and I would look at your past success, and then I would look at a team like the Rams, who are always in contention and just there, and they make some of the ballsiest moves, just trading away first-round picks for great players. You know, like, what if you were the team to do that and just got your quarterback, got your guy, said, hey, listen, our situation here in New York is way better than the situation you were in Houston, and just ride with them, you know? I think it'd be a good fit. Yeah, I, I just think that this team, you, you give them Deshaun Watson, whatever it takes, um, all of a sudden you go from a team that's just another team. Yeah, they have some good pieces. Yeah, they could make the playoffs. But it would take a miracle for this team to really win the Super Bowl. Yeah, no. To so all of a sudden, like you said, you're all, all of a sudden you might be in the mix. Um, you definitely I, talked about like I think it's not very feasible, and if there are other teams that want Deshaun Watson that have the ability to get him, they they'll probably get him over the Giants. But man, why not take a shot? Why not just try? I just think that this is a team that should should try. They should try to get him. They shouldn't just sit there and say, "Hey, we just we believe adamantly in Daniel Jones." I, like. I man, I watched a bunch of those Giants games last year, and you were legitimately a quarterback away from a playoff team last year. You're a quarterback mm-hmm. away. You like, there, there's no ifs, ands, or buts about it. If you have a top half of the league quarterback, you don't even need a, like a, a top six guy like Deshaun Watson. If you have a top half of the league quarterback, even Matt Ryan, you're a playoff team. Yeah, I mean, you look at the the Giants and their weaknesses from the past couple years what were their weaknesses defense and no line and like mid to late season that became you know their strength really yeah and um you have to think that success carries forward and now your weakness is kind of at quarterback play you know daniel jones he made some good strides late in the season to where like okay we can maybe roll with him moving forward but you know 
when we say that, we look at the numbers and it's like, okay, he's doing better than he was doing at the beginning of the season. And then, but Deshaun Watson is going to be a top five productive quarterback through the whole season. I, I don't want a quarterback that's, you know, like, yeah, he's young, but he's playing like, okay, these three weeks he played good. We went two and one, but then, you know, he went to his back to his bull crap and we lost two winnable games, you know? Deshaun Watson at least give you clear cut day in day out. If you're even if the other two, if the O line and the defense are just not picking you up for a game, they're having an off game. You know it happens. He can pick up that and see their quarterback play now cannot pick up that. Like Daniel Jones would have to play the game of his life if everybody else on the team's not playing well. Ah oh, man, I, I, you know you just think back to last season. I'm thinking about it now. That Rams game. Really close to winning it. Mm-hmm. The Bears game. Really freaking close to winning that game. The Bucks game on Monday night. Two point conversion. Very, away. very close <laughs> to winning that game. Those are three playoff teams. On top of the fact that you beat the Seahawks, you dude, you could have had a you could have been four and against NFC playoff teams last year. Yeah, it's not like they were playing games. jokes. Yeah, they they played everybody tough. They did. And, you know, they, and if I'm Deshaun and like, I'm the Giants thinking about this, you know, you look at the division, it's like, all right, man, like, is anybody going to be like that 13 and three Eagles team or that 13 and three Cowboys team from a couple years ago? I, I mean, no, but with Deshaun Watson, the G-men could easily be a 10 plus one team. Because I still think it's the same drift of the NFC East. Like, I'm not sold on just one team just taking the top, you know. And I I think it's a, it's a move that would be crazy, and it would shock a lot of people. I mean, we just saw J.J. Watt go to the Cardinals, and that shocked a lot of people, I think. I mean, this is this this league, dude. Like, I, I would get ballsy and make the move. I mean, dude, even... Now, this is going to get more controversial. I understand that because, like you said, Daniel Jones definitely improved at the end of the season. But yeah, what if even you made a move for Jimmy Garoppolo? Does Jimmy Garoppolo turn you into a playoff team? I mean, what if you just even have him on the roster? Like, I don't know. Um, I, don't I think know. that's I, definitely like, a lot if more I have, controversial. But I, if I have Jimmy G's salary, I think I'd be like, all right, dude, you're playing. I, I, I don't... See, at that point, you know, Jimmy G, like, I think I would just stick with Daniel Jones because if I'm going to invest in a quarterback, I don't want a quarterback that's kind of like, that, that is a Jimmy G. Like, I want to get a guy, either just trust Daniel Jones and hope he produces and, or, and then move on to the next guy or just sell full in for a guy like Deshaun. Yeah, no, I, I agree with that. This is my whole thinking behind this was, you know, every team in this division, aside from the Washington football team, is trending down. I mean, the Eagles are a complete mess. We're going to do a mock offseason to them in a couple of minutes here, but they're a complete mess. The Cowboys are also a complete mess. Um, the Washington football team is definitely trending up, but they don't have a quarterback. Mm-hmm. All, you know, if we if the Washington football team goes, goes ahead and gets a rookie, okay, go ahead, start a freaking rookie. If we get a legit guy... Whether that's Daniel Jones improving or we we make the we sack up and get Deshaun Watson, dude, are, are we not the are the Giants not the favorite for this division? 
Are they not a, a team that and the NFC should be scared of? They have a nasty defense. They played all the good teams on their schedule for the most part close, really close last year. Mm-hmm. You you get your best player on the roster, Saquon Barkley, back. I, I don't know, man. I, I think that the Giants are, are a lot closer than the public thinks. Maybe the Giants fans think it, but this is a team that I think has some serious potential, and they're just... Just last year, looking at it, they're a quarterback away from a playoff team and a legit playoff team. I mean, I think they could have easily taken out the Saints in the playoffs last year. They could have easily taken out the Bears. Um, I think that like the Packers and the Bucks would have given would have been given them fits. But I mean, are you really going to come out here and say they couldn't have beat the Rams that limped into the playoffs with one-handed Goff and John Wolford? Like, come on, give me a break. Yeah, and especially how the NFC played last year. It was truly abysmal, even though the Bucs won it all. It, like, it just really wasn't like a true NFC feel to it where there was a top-notch teams. I mean, you saw the Bears make it at 8-8. Eight and eight. And I think if they made the move, they're definitely a playoff favorite. And, you know, a team to maybe not secure the first-round bye, but, you know, definitely get a, home, a couple home games in the playoffs. I mean, dude, like, we were saying it last year at the end of the season, if this Giants team makes the playoffs, they're a scary team. They would have played the Bucks at home. I mean, what happened with the last Bucks game, anything could have happened. Yeah, I know the, the, Was- the Washington football team played them really close, but, I mean, the Giants played them freaking closer. I, I, I mean, I don't know. I, I think that could have been really interesting, and... If Gettleman doesn't take a risk and he and he tries to do the the classic, oh, let's just build, 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 your this window that you have in this division all of a sudden might close. So there's just a random thought that came to my mind. Um, it's just a team that I don't think is going to make the move. They have not been rumored for the move, but just thinking about it, man. They could. They. I think they'd be a, a good playoff team next year if they're able to get a legit quarterback, and that could just be Daniel Jones developing. But yeah. getting Deshaun Watson is more interesting to talk about. All right, let's move on to the final segment before we do our Eagles mock off season. And this is another thing that I was just kind of randomly thinking about, and that's the cap space situation this year. Um, in about a week maybe a week and a half, two weeks, we're going to see an absolutely wild free agency period. Most of the teams in the league didn't even know how much cap space they had, and I'm not sure they even do right now. Um, And I know a lot of GMs are upset by it. I would be. You know, it's completely screwing with your plans of your offseason. So that just got me thinking. You know, we're doing these mock offseasons. About half of the league is, is really strapped for cash. Well, what about the teams that have cash? You know, the teams that have cash always control the market in any other offseason to begin with. But now in an offseason where it's just tough to come up with anything, you know, you're going to have to be cutting guys to make space. A whole lot more teams are in that, oh man, we just don't have, you know, we're, we're just losing so many guys, we can't pay everyone. Well, what about the teams that have the cash? And the team that struck out to me the most was the New England Patriots. I remember watching the one of the final Patriots games of the season, and the ESPN commentators 
were saying, um, oh man, this is going to be hard pill for the Patriots to swallow. They're going to be going through a rebuilding period. Oh, this is going to be tough on all of them. They're not going to be good for a while. I don't know about that. Just looking at this offseason, the way that things are going to be playing out, this might, this might have really played right into Belichick's hands because this is a team that, to begin with, has been better than any other team in the league at taking other teams' trash, players that they've cut, that they think suck, and turning them into above-average starters, complemented with insane players like the Stephon Gilmores and the Tom Brady's, and there's a whole long list. They've won Super Bowls. Well, now that you give the Patriots the fourth most cap space in the league, you give them high-quality draft picks, and you give them a ton of players coming back onto their team from opting out, I think that this is a team that is being incredibly underrated in what they can do next season. All the talk in that division is on the Dolphins and the Bills, but let's not forget about Bill Belichick and this Patriots team. I think that they could easily have one of the top off-seasons in the league. You pick up a quarterback in the draft, whether it's trading up or getting one that falls to 15, and all of a sudden, this could be a team that's back in the playoffs. Not necessarily that they're a Super Bowl favorite, but everyone seems to be thinking of the Patriots as just another team. I don't know about that. What are you thinking, Steve? No, I think this is a team that definitely could get back in the mix easily. Uh, you saw it last year. They played with, it seemed like half their roster was out because of COVID and, you know, Cam Newton coming back and he, he just didn't really play well at all. Still went 7-9 and nine and was in the playoff hunt for a good chunk of the season, beat good teams like the Ravens. Like this, when you still have the best coach in the league at the helm, you can't count them out. And I feel like, you know, of course they're going to have to figure out quarterback, whether that's through the draft or picking up somebody for damaged goods again. Um, But, yeah, I think this team could easily get back in the mix because, you know, even though the Dolphins had a really good season, and I love uh, Flores, and I think this team's on the come up, you know, that was one season. Maybe it was a fluke year. Like, it might have been the same for the Patriots, too. And with the cap situation as it is, they're, they can really attack some of these really talented players and get back in the mix. You know, the way the cap is, is always like what I think about it is like the teams that have the most cap space are sitting at the poker table with all, all the chips. You know, yep. other, other, other teams that are struggling to get cap but want the good players are the guys sitting there with the lesser chips and trying to ante in the pocket, and these big teams just push them out of the pocket because they can afford it. And, I mean, that's the way it goes. So, if I'm Belichick, don't be surprised. I mean, he's made big moves for players in the past, like Stephon Gilmore. They got still a great defense over there. I would I would willing to bet – Patriots, like I would love to see the line right before the season starts on Patriots making the playoffs. Because you know who who's to say that the AFC is going to be that dominant again? You know, with some players leaving, some head coaches leaving, new head coaches coming in. I'd still like the Patriots to make the playoffs in this uh, in this conference. Yes. Yeah, so looking at the cap space now, the Patriots are actually third in total cap space at sixty eight point eight million. 
Um, the only two teams above them are the Jacksonville Jaguars at 82.6 and the New York Jets at 80.9. Um, and let's be real here. Those are teams that have way more holes to fill than the New England Patriots right now. Mm-hmm. And both have new head coaches compared to one of them has the GOAT. Um, ah, man, I, I am... I have been saying for a little while now that I think the Patriots are in a much better spot than people realize in terms of getting back to the playoffs and getting back to being that, not necessarily the best team in the AFC, but being a team that people are really scared of. Um, They have an offensive line, which is one of the things that is almost a little mind-boggling was that when they lost in 2019 with Tom Brady's last year against the Titans... Their offensive line was one of their biggest weaknesses. They turned that around in one season. You know, they do have some free agents that they're going to have to sign, but they nailed that right tackle in the draft. They have some good pieces. Um, you know, I could easily see. I don't know what happened with Kyle Van Noy to get released by the Dolphins after one season. Whether he got in trouble or if they just, I don't. I have no idea what happened. But if they're able to pick him up for pennies. That's exactly what they need because they just need mm-hmm. to rebuild the front seven on that defense a little bit, get some skilled players and a quarterback. All of a sudden. Let's not count them out. Let's not count them out. Yeah. And, and it also, like, if they really want a receiver, I know Allen Robinson is a pretty damn good one, and that fixed your problem right there. And if they're able to somehow steal, like, a Mac Jones or a Trey Lance at 15, all of a sudden, and with McDaniel still at the helm at OC, I mean, that offense, I mean, is scary again. I I just I like I hate that rebuilding process just because Brady left. Like I think you got to understand or people got to understand that Bel- Belichick's the best what he does and Brady's the best at what they do and they just intertwine with each other and that doesn't mean that either one of them are going to suffer if they leave or leave each other. I think Belichick can easily get back into the mix of this. Don't doubt him, you know. See what they can do. All right, but with that being said, let's move on to the final segment of the episode. We are doing another mock off season once again. If you would like to see your team be done in the mock off season, comment it down below, and we will do it. But for this episode, we are doing a team that is in a rough spot, to say the least. We are talking about teams with the most amount of cap space. Let's talk about a team that has absolutely no cap space. Let me rephrase. They have a negative cap space, and by a large margin. This is the Philadelphia Eagles. They coming in at day one. We are down $43 million in cap space. Let's go. Fun spot to be in. Not only that, we have a ton of old injured players making way too much money. So, this was a little bit of a doozy to to get back over the cap to the point where we can actually get enough space to sign the players that we are going to draft. That was a cha- the big challenge in and of itself. So let's get into the moves that we made. The first move that we made, and that a lot of these are pretty standard and pretty obvious, is we are going to try and trade Zach Ertz. Uh, we are going to trade Zach Ertz for just about any draft pick that we can get. Uh, it does not matter the round. It does not really even matter the year, preferably this year, but I don't care. I will take I will take a bag of Doritos, and not even one of the big bags, one of those small snack size bags for them. That come with the sandwiches, yeah. 
<laughs> they come with the sandwiches. Yeah, like no, you like, go to Subway, you know, you get a small bag of Doritos. I was thinking more so like the ones, you know, like the, the snack mix. You, you buy that box and oh, you get like a oh. bunch of like small bags. Yeah, like in there. They I guess they do also come with the sandwiches. Um, but yeah, if we can get a whole box of snacks for Zach Ertz, that'd be great. But if we can't trade him, we'll cut him post June 1st. We save about $8 million. We incur some dead cap. But that's been a theme for the Eagles a little bit this offseason, incurring dead cap. Uh, Carson Wentz is the biggest single dead cap hit in all of NFL history, which is on our books this year, which is just great. Um, the second move that we make is that we cut Derek Barnett. This hurt to do. It's just... Um, we need the space. We free up a little bit over $10 million doing it. Um, I, I just don't think that you can pass that up. He's one of the few guys on the roster we can cut without incurring a large dead cap charge. I would have liked to keep him around some of these pass rushers that are on the roster. It's just not really feasible. We need to rebuild this roster, and Derek Barnett is not part of the plan. Speaking of players that are not part of the plan, we cut Alshon Jeffrey which only saves us $2 million, but I think it saves Eagles fans and our management a whole lot of headaches having to deal with Alshon Jeffrey. This is a player that, in my opinion, shouldn't have been on the roster last season, let alone yeah. this season. Um, I think that's a no-brainer cut right there. Another player that we cut, and this one hurt to do, and I tried to keep him on the roster, but we're cutting Malik Jackson. Um, maybe we could look for a trade for Malik Jackson. Um we only saved $2.2 million. I think this is a move that the Eagles have been looking to do in real life as well uh, post-June 1st. I like Malik Jackson. It's just there's too many overpaid veterans on this team. We need to create cap space not just for this year but in the future as well because we have some bad contracts that are on the books for a long time. Um, another move, we cut Marquise Goodwin, save $4.5 million. I think that the Eagles management might look to do more of like a, an incentive based contract, which will free up cap space for them. I just said, fuck it. We're cutting him. And lastly, this is another move that hurt. I know a lot of Eagles fans want them to do this, but we cut Avante Maddox. Um, that saved $2.3 million. I like Maddox. I know he's had a very up and down career and Eagles fans aren't really a huge fan of him. I just think that last season he played tremendously well. Um, if I were, I would, I would look to keep him a little bit, but with our plan for the off season, he just doesn't fit. Um, so it's an unfortunate cut. I just think it had to happen. Lastly, um, we restructured Fletcher Cox, Darius Slay, Javon Hargrave, and Siu Malu, the guard. Um, and that in total saved 23 million. We basically restructured as much cash as possible on all these guys. Um, I'm not going to go into all the exact number details. That'll take too much time. But for the most part, we restructured as much as possible. I was thinking about restructuring Lane Johnson. It's just that Lane Johnson contract is already garbage and a ticking time bomb. I am not adding more C4 to that time bomb. That is a bad move in my opinion. So that saves $23 million. And with all of those moves combined... Our cap space after is a whopping eight point nine seven six million. Fun stuff. We are above the cap. Um, 
free agency is basically pretty simple. We don't sign anyone. <laughs> Not able we to don't me. have money. <laughs> God, this um, situation is so horrible. Oh my God, it's terrible. Um, yeah, so we don't sign anyone. Uh, maybe we could have restructured because, like, guys like Fletcher Cox. I didn't go the full nine. I think there was like a total of fourteen million up for restructuring. I think I only did like eleven and a half or twelve. Um, so maybe I could have saved another like million here or there to sign like uh like we did maybe for the um for the Niners a Malik Hooker on a on a, like a one year two million dollar deal. But that our plan for the Eagles, this is what I wrote down. <clears throat> We need cheap talent, basically at every position and as much of it as we can get. And getting cheap talent is not exactly what free agency is known for. Yeah, you can get some good value deals, but generally speaking, you dip your hand in free agency, you get some some overpaid veterans. Um, yeah. The place to get cheap talent, though, there happens to be a great spot to do it in April, and that's the NFL draft. So let's get into the NFL draft plan. We have... A projected nine draft picks in this draft class. Selections, six, our first round pick, 38, 70, 85, which we acquired from the Wentz deal. A two fifth round picks, projected two sixth round pick, our own, and a projected six from the Jordan Howard free agent pickup, a comp pick, and a seventh round selection. We could add another one possibly trading Zach Ertz, maybe picking up a sixth or a, or a seventh round pick there. And that is a total of nine. So, on to the draft plan. I want to trade down, personally. Um, me and Steed talked about it last night, though, and we kind of came to an agreement, because Steed does not really want to trade down. No. We kind of came into agreement that, that said... If Jamar Chase or Penny Sewell are on the board at six, we take them no matter what. We don't. It does not matter what the offer is. We are going to take them. If they are not on the board, then we'll see what offers we're getting. All right, and and then you know if an offer matches the price and all that jazz, then we'll trade down and, and be pretty happy with it. If not, then we're just gonna take the best player available. We would like to move down less spots than more, only move down a handful of picks, maybe with a team like the Broncos or or the Panthers or one of those teams that's kind of at the, the back end of the high-end picks that wants a quarterback. They move up to six, get their guy, and we get some value added in our draft class. Steve, do you have any other thoughts on, um, on the draft strategy? No, I think that pretty much cuts it clean right there. So, um, other than that, other than with our plan for pick six, we are going BPA the entire draft. Um, we do need to fill in some holes in our secondary, especially, so we will come out of the draft with a corner. Um, we probably need a safety as well. But generally speaking, we're just going to draft the best players. I, I think that this is a team that it would take a freaking miracle to be a, a a good competing team. I mean, you're in the NFC East, so anything can happen, but to make a real run at the Super Bowl, it would take a minor miracle in and of itself. Um, you know, we need receivers. Our offensive line, while we have good offensive linemen, it's a bunch of overpaid old guys that have not been able to stay on the field. 
Uh, we have a quarterback, but we still need another one on the roster. Yep. And defense, we just got rid of some of our better pass rushers. Uh, we got rid of corners. We we got you know we need linebackers. We need everything. We literally need every position in football, other than a kicker. We have an overpaid freaking kicker. Um, so yeah, let's go into it now. Uh, let's get into this mock draft. So, um, how do I, let me see how I get this up here. Um, here we go. Mock draft. So yeah, going back to the first round pick, if we're not able to land one of those two guys that we said, um, how do I get this thing out of here? Toyota. Steed, who, which guys, if we can't land those two players that we really want, what are you thinking here? Like, who, who are the guys that you want to get? How do I start this? If we can't land those two? Well, yeah, if then, we can't land we one of those back. two, who are we looking at? Then we trade back, and then I think I'm looking at hopefully maybe like a Micah Parsons, you know, just get a beast at linebacker or... I'm not taking Waddle. I'm not doing that. So, corner. See, what do you think about someone like Caleb Farley at six? Yeah, I I take I take reach. uh, No, because I like Farley. I think Farley could be very good. Uh, But, hmm, I I'm just thinking that Sewell or Jamar Chase. Maybe you know if the simulator does take, maybe we're able to get Devontae or something like that. Okay, I don't know why it just skipped over our pick. Uh, who did we get? We got Zach, Zach Wilson. Wilson. Um, I don't know what the hell just happened. I, like, did I not choose the Eagles? Um, I don't really. So I don't really mess around with these mock draft simulators, aside from on the episode for a couple of reasons. One, I want it to be like kind of realistic, so that. Um, let's see. Can we actually pick now? Oh, see, now it's going slow. Okay, here we are. So, Penny Sewell, Jamar Chase, go. Okay. We have a trade offer with our rival, the Washington football team. We get pick 19, a 2022, and a 2022 first, and a 2022 third. This is an interesting trade. I am kind of leaning decline here. I kind of wanted another pick for this year. Yeah, that's that's what I'm thinking. I don't really want these picks here, aside from the fact that I don't want to give our rival a quarterback. So I'm going to reject that one. This is an offer that is interesting. The 49ers have offered us pick 12 and pick 43 for our pick six. If we look at the value on the value chart, it is 1670 in value. Our pick is worth 1600. Um, we do have, wait, do we have two other trade offers? Um, these freaking ads. Let's see. Oh, okay. So the, the Patriots offer also offered us two first round picks. Hmm. So I think this Patriots deal is a little bit better for value, but this pick gives us exactly what we wanted out of the draft. Yeah. Just another top 50 pick. If we're going to take a deal, I think it's this 49ers deal. I guess now we just have to debate, you know, who are we picking here that, that that would be better than the trade down? I mean, Kyle Pitts is on the board. I think that's the big one, him and Micah Parsons. Yeah. 
But is um, there a chance we're able to snag, like, also maybe Farley or one of those two players at 12, you know? Like, maybe the board doesn't, board falls weird. I actually really like this trade. Um, I'm kind of leaning yes. It's not Let's perfect value. It. Oh, wait, can Let's we count? It. Wait, you can counter offer? Oh, oh unreal. Dude, let's counter offer. Let's pick up. Uh, let's move one of our picks up. Let's move one fifty one up. Yeah, let's do this. Propose. Confirm. What about that? How about that? Yeah, let's take it. Oh, my trade was declined. Oh. Oh, it looks oh, like okay, we can okay. still do it though. Okay, we can I was, still do I, it. I thought it was about to be like Madden, where like it just like quits it. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Um. Do we just take it or we try to counter again? I'm kind of looking. You know, I'll throw in one last counter. I'll throw in one last. What do you think we should counter for? Is there any shot we get 173? Let's see it. Man, stingy. Stingy computer. Okay. So I'm kind of leaning accept here. Yeah. I think in. It, in real life, like I would try to shop it around to see if we could get a little bit better of a deal. Um, I, I think just for time's sake, we'll we'll accept it. They end up picking Justin Fields. Man, a whole lot of quarterbacks going. Um, oh, ooh, another trade down. Going back to twenty six. I think that's a little bit too far to go. Yeah. So, ooh, we do pick up another top fifty pick here. I'm going to sixteen. From 12. That's interesting. Picking up 49. We give up 84. Hmm. I don't know. That's interesting. That's a haul for this Oh my pick. god. Do we take this? I think we do. We I, got we're picking the, the back Kansas... end, but like we're, we're going to be picking a lot here in the top 100. Yeah, the Kansas City Chiefs have offered us pick 31, 63, 94, and a 22 second for 12 and 191. I feel like Eagles fans are going to hate this, that we're just trading back so much. We basically just trade out of the first round. Yeah. Um, I'm not sure I can do that, though, to be honest. It's just like it's too far. That's the and thing. We miss on 19 picks, man, like. So, 31, according to the trade value chart, is worth 600. 63 is worth 276. 94, another 124. So, if we do some quick maths, it's about 1,000 of value plus a 22 second. Nah, it's just not worth. That's not worth. We're rejecting that. We'll reject that, and we'll reject that. Okay, let's take a player here. So... Top guys on the board, in my opinion. Jeremiah Owosu-Koromoa is definitely extremely interesting here. Um, Rayshon Slater is on the board. Another good tackle. Let's see what other offensive prospects we can pick up. We could pick up Vera Tucker. Um, not crazy. I mean, maybe just a Darisaw at tackle. What other picks are here? Wyatt Davis is interesting. Not loving that. But, dude, Jeremiah Owosu-Koromoa. What are you thinking about him? Because I personally believe that he is on a similar level to Micah Parsons. Yeah, uh, I like him. also pick up Sertan, 
who I think is another fantastic pick here, or a J.C. Horn, go with an edge rusher. What are we feeling here, Mr. Mister Steed? I think, dude, we just take the linebacker. We address it. Just get him out of the I'm way. down. I think this is a guy that has top 10 kind of talent. Like we just missed out on Michael Parsons, but we're fine. All right, so we pick up a linebacker. We pick up a rock for our defense here. We pick up an extra second-round pick, which is what we wanted to do. We wanted to move back a handful of spots, still take a guy that we like, and get another top 50 pick. So as of right now, the draft is going relatively according to play. Man, Mac Jones going in the second round. That is rough. Yeah, that's um, just not going to happen. Yeah, I don't think that's going to happen either. Let's look at all the prospects here. Wyatt Davis is on the board. That is a very, very intriguing pick. Yeah, that'd be huge. Get get some extra offensive line help. Get younger. Terrace Marshall is also on the board, which is very interesting. Asante Samuel Jr. These are, I think, the three players I'd want to go for. Um, and Rondale Moore. I think those are the guys that I think legitimately have first-round talent. Um. I, I do want to go offense here. Do we just get the guard to bolster up the line? Man, I re I, I'm really thinking Terrace Marshall, though. Snagging him at the beginning of the second round. I think that could be a nice little snag. Help out Jalen a little bit? Yeah, get a receiver. Just get a big-bodied receiver, another little deep threat kind of a guy. I think that could be a good little mix with him and Rager. I, I like Marshall here. Alright, let's take him. And we, we we're picking here again in a handful of picks here, like five or six picks. Yeah, that's gonna be a fat reject for me. That trade. We could still pick up Wyatt Davis. Yeah we could. Ooh, Landon Dickerson is really interesting. I think that move would depend on if Jason Kelsey is going to retire or not. There's still some good tackles. Leatherwood is on the board to replace some of the older tackles that we have. Man, this, let's see what, what every prospect... Let's see what, if there's any other defensive guys that we... Asante Samuel Jr. is still there as well. I think it's between those two guys. It's just who do we have as the better talent, Asante Samuel Jr. or Wyatt Davis? Dude, we could pick up. We do need a corner. We could just take Asante Samuel Jr. here. I think he's a first-round talent, and him and Darius Slay would be a great pairing. Mm -hmm. I, I, I think I like that. I think I like that a lot. We can wait a little bit to get younger on O-line. Yeah. Yeah, let's take Asante Samuel Jr. Let's pick him up. All right, so basically we traded down from pick six, which was a quarterback. Okay, it's going to keep scrolling me up. But we, we traded down from six to 12, pick up Owosu Karamoa and um, Asante Samuel Jr. I actually think that trade penned out better than I was expecting because I have um, a first-round grade on Asante Samuel Jr., a late first-round grade on him. Um, yeah, that's that's going to be a no for me, dog. This offer. This is an interesting offer, though. Pick up another pick. 85 and 126 for 70. Because this has been our kind of been our strategy. We're just trying to pick as many pick up as many picks as possible. I'm just not sure I want to trade out of pick 70 because look at some of these guys on the board. Javon Holland's there. Weaver. 
Aaron Robinson, Trey Smith, but it might be worth. You're only moving back 15 spots. Man, this is a this is an interesting trade here. So in terms of the value, 85 is worth 165 in value. Pick 126 is worth 46 in value. So that adds up to about 210. Um, pick 70 is worth 240. So yeah, we are losing the value on this trade, according to the trade value chart. It really just depends on if we think we could get a better prospect or just as good of a prospect at 85 and pick up another mm -hmm. pick. I'm going to I'm going to lean no for now. I kind of want to see who's on the board. I'm not sure I can get back to it. So I guess we're just going to decline. That. I don't I don't mind the decline there though. So this is an interesting pick. Aaron Robinson is a guy that could easily go in the first round. So I know we took a corner last pick, but do we just say screw it and legit Walker Little pick up a tackle? Quincy mm -hmm. Rowe. Oh, Chaz Surratt just completely revamp our linebackers. This is interesting. Joe Tyrone, I think, is a great little pickup. Ardarius Washington could be great, actually, though. Cisco is here as well. So, yeah, like, just looking at the board, there are some still some stud D-backs on the board. Offen Trey Smith is here, though. I like Trey Smith. Myers as well. This is an interesting little pick. Steve, you got anyone that's kind of like tickling your fancy here at I'm 70? I'm thinking we're able to get a little more on the defensive end later. I think we we could start trying to go young on the line here when I'm kind of leaning to. Yeah, and I think the big question is, do we need to tackle more or do we need to guard more? Or like a center? Because there are some good... Like Walker Little, I think, if, is the pick if we're going to go tackle. I think he's pretty legit. Um, can I sort by tackle? Offense. Yeah, here we go. Let's see what other tackles are on the back. Um, James Hudson is pretty good. Um, not liking any of the real other prospects all that much, too much. I kind of like Walker Little here. Because I think Walker Little was a guy two years ago before he got hurt that was projected to be a first-round pick. I, I do three. like Walker Little here. This is a this is an interesting pick. See, the only thing that's making me say mm, maybe is look at some of these safeties. Darius Washington and Javon Holland are guys that I can make an argument that they should go in the first round. Yeah. And Andre Sisko is no joke either. And, like, safety is another position that we just kind of desperately need. We could just snag Holland here and just hope for the best. Yeah, I, I like our Darius Washington. It's just because we took Asante Samuel Jr., I don't want our secondary to be small as fuck. Hmm. I mean, there's also some good edge rushers. I just think we could wait another round, possibly. Yeah. Um, is there a... Where is... Is Patrick Jones on the board still? Did he get taken, Patrick Jones? I don't think I saw it. Dang, he went. That's unfortunate. 
I really wanted to get Patrick Jones. Um, so yeah, actually, edge rusher, there might not be... Oh, we, we are picking at 84 again, so we could pick up one there. Alright, so safety or, or tackle, or offensive line? You think we could pick up a safety at 84? Think all three of those guys go? Probably not. I think that's a good point. I mean, we could just take our replacement for Kelsey here. Yeah. Pick up Josh Myers. Or do we just pick up Walker Little? Do we, we maybe Walker Little's the pick. Maybe we need to tackle a little bit more. Okay. Man, this is a tough one. This is a really tough one. The thing is, the only reason I'm leaning no to Walker Little is because I do like um, Dillard. I like Dillard. I know Eagles fans aren't a huge fan of Dillard, but I, I still believe in Dillard. He just hasn't been able to be on the field. All right, I'm, I'm putting the decision on you, Steed. Are we taking Myers, Trey Smith, or Little? I'm going to go Josh Myers. Let's take Josh Myers. All right, let's take the center. And Trey Smith goes to pick after. All right, so Holland goes. Tyron goes. Man, these are some great picks over here. I'm actually really glad that we ended up not trading out of that pick. Mm -hmm. uh, yeah, I'm not trading out here. I don't really care what the offer is. There's just too many good players on the board. Now we're able to get our safety. Yeah, two of our guys are on here. It's... Who do we want? Do we want the more coverage player or Darius Washington or Cisco? I think oh, man, these are both good picks. I th I personally think that Darius Washington is is better. It's just a better player. And if we're yeah. truly going best player available, it should be Darius Washington. Let's pick him. I'm down for him. All right, let's pick him. Bang time secondary is completely revamped we did get a little bit younger on the offensive line so we are slowly but surely conquering the objectives that we set out to in the draft we could have taken walker little there too <laughs> yeah i really wish i could speed this up let's see what it says our needs are are they're saying we need a wide receiver a qb a corner linebacker and guard well we have addressed a bunch of these already um Oh, I guess I just paused the draft. All right. Cisco goes, man, at the end of round three, that is a good pickup. Chaz Surratt in round four, I think, is another great pickup. Kyle Trask in round four. That's interesting. Um, yeah, so let's see if there's any quarterbacks that I like that are on the board. Um, CJ Costello. Mm, yeah, quarterback is not looking... <laughs> looking too great um i don't even know which one of these guys i really want shane boucher i'm not drafting J jamie newman um sam boucher i would draft but i'm not drafting him with our next selection and well here we are we are on the board let's just go to all prospects here we need an edge rusher Right. Oh uh, yeah, we definitely could go with an edge rusher. I'm just looking to see if there's a... see Jalen Darden is very interesting here. Just 
to load up on another receiver. I'm not really sure we necessarily should do that, though. Guard. Just looking to see if I like any of these guys a ton. Let's look at the edge rushers. Edge rushers definitely picked over a little bit. Not a huge fan of these guys. Um, let's see about D-Tackle. Marvin Wilson is here, which is interesting. I'm just like, we don't really need a D-Tackle, though, because we have Fletcher Cox and um, and that dude from Pittsburgh. I forget mm -hmm. his name. It's an interesting pick here. I'm not. I'm really not liking the quarterbacks. I actually think there are some really good receivers on the board here. If we wanted to double up on receiver, yeah, I think we just go have to go. If we wanted to replace Zach Ertz, Trey McKitty is pretty good. He's easily the best tight end left on the board, in my opinion. Yeah. Tony Poljan is pretty interesting as well, though. I hope I didn't butcher that name just now. <laughs> or we could just go Chauncey Golston out of Iowa. Just maybe Dalen Hayes. Just take the higher this button do? Um, I don't know. What are you feeling here, Steve? I want to take an edge, but I'm not in love with them. So, like, why not just... Dude, we could take the tight end and just make Jalen Hurts' job a little more easier, you know? Yeah, we could, and it does replace a direct need. It's just we, we, we've we lost so much pass-rushing talent, it is really tough to just completely neglect that position. Yeah, we do need it. I, it's, it yeah, I think we have to go pass-rusher then. I think we got to take Golston. All right, let's just take Chauncey Golston. Here we go. Give me the pass-rusher. Better be a beast. Oh, we pick again here. Unreal. Another pick. Benjamin St. Juice. We drafted him in the last draft. He's still there. Darden is still here. Man, I think that Darden is really being slept on. Any other good receivers here? Daz Newsome is interesting. Frank Darby. Immature baby. Yeah. McKitty is still there at tight end. That could be a nice little pickup for us. defensively Marvin Wilson is there as well so the only other need like super super need we have is is um quarterback yeah, we're only I'm one. thinking at 191 we can just pick up some one of these random ass quarterbacks yeah, there's three jugglers. guys that I'd be decent decent with taking I mean I think realistically if we're going best player available trey mckitty is definitely up there in terms of best players available yeah um maybe we go load up on more o-line i don't think so marvin wilson's interesting still some decent corners as well i i still think trey mckitty is the pick here if we're just truly going best player available yeah I like that. Paris Ford is still up. there at safety, too. Yeah, he drops in this a whole lot. Um, there goes St. Just. 
and Marvin Wilson. So yeah, the question now is what do we are there any positions that we really want to pick up here aside from quarterback uh, Darden went that's unfortunate. Like maybe we can stack up another receiver um to try and just upgrade the position. It's just we have we have a lot of young receivers that we picked up last year. Yeah. Um, Take your pick. We have another pick in this round, right? 220. I'm, I'm 220 might be a little bit a little bit greedy to to wait on another quarterback. I'd be down to take Sam Boucher. Right, I think he's pretty it. good. Yeah, I really You know, we pick up a quarterback. Summer. I've I've loved him when I watched him at Texas and he transferred to SMU. I mean, he's obviously not a top-tier quarterback prospect, but in terms of a guy that I think that push comes to shove, we just need someone to play. He could easily be that kind of a guy. Yeah. So, yeah, now we are truly just taking anyone that we think can play here. We filled all the needs that we feel, felt we needed to. Um, we could pick up Ben Mason, the beast himself. Get a fullback. I would take Ben Mason in the first round. We're a Ben Mason podcast. <laughs> Dude's an absolute beast. Des Fitzpatrick is interesting. So is yeah. Trey Norwood. Do we need a running back? We we have Boston Scott and um Miles Sanders. And Miles Sanders, so I don't think necessarily. Um Hmm. Wyatt Hubert's interesting. I, I liked him for a little bit. Kinda like a... I think they're projecting him to be like a 3-4-D end more so than a, a true edge that he played at Kansas State. I saw they were working him a little bit inside at the Senior Bowl. Um, I might be down to just, I mean, we're at the dart throw section of the draft. I'll take Wyatt Huber. I think he's pretty good. Bang time. We're just drafting for anyone that can see the field at this point. I think he might be a, a decent special teams player as well, which would be a, yeah. a nice little pickup for our football team. Um, we could just take an Alabama player here. Trey Norwood is interesting, though. I think that Trey Norwood is actually all right. Des Fitzpatrick is still here. We could just go with another receiver. Yeah, Jonathan we... Adams Jr. is really interesting. Man, they have him way down the board. That might just be too good to pass up. Yeah, let's go receiver. Yeah, I'm going to go with Jonathan Adams Jr., It's just such a good value pick. And I think that's going to be it for the draft. Yeah, that's going to be it for the draft. So while we wait for this to simulate and we get the full results of the draft, um, Steve, looking back at it, like, are you liking the trade down? Yes or no? Yeah, I think uh, with the trade down, we were still able to get a linebacker and we got our corner. And you look at, like, the meat of that, I mean – these are players that can easily play day one and make an immediate impact on a terrible team. Yeah, to be honest, as soon as I clicked the trade down button, I was a little bit like, oh man, maybe that was kind of a bad move. But the fact that we were able to pick up Asante Samuel Jr. at 43 really makes it a lot better for me. I mm -hmm. mean, we just played the board. Terrace Marshall and Asante Samuel are two guys that 
I'm pretty sure in our mock draft that we released earlier, we had go in the first round. Yeah, we did. They both fall out of the first round. We get a center that can possibly replace a a Jason Kelsey. We don't know what he's going to do. Um, maybe if we need, he, we can move him to guard if needed. Our Darius Washington in the third round, I think, is an unbelievable pickup. This is a guy that I think you can make an argument that should go um, in the very beginning of the second round, possibly yeah. even sneak into the first if a team really falls in love with him. At 84, I understand he's undersized, but my God, that is a, a nice little value pick right there. So, like, we have this this big five picks. Um, I'll just read through it right now for those listening. Uh, we traded down from 6 to 12, six to twelve. picked up pick 43. We took Jeremiah Owosu-Karamoa out of Notre Dame at 12. At 37, we pick up Terrace Marshall Jr., a receiver out of LSU a guy that we project that could be our X receiver, our big-bodied alpha receiver. At 43, we pick up our corner, Asante Samuel Jr., a guy that I think is going to be great as as a second corner, a guy that doesn't need to be a shutdown corner, a guy that we can just say, hey, go find the football. We can use him on a lot yep. of trap coverages. Um, I think that's a phenomenal pickup and a, and a role that will really fit his skill set. We pick up a center, Josh Myers, out of Ohio State at pick 70. And then Ardaris Washington, our safety, our coverage safety at pick 84. Then at pick 151, um, we pick up Chauncey Goldston, an edge rusher out of Iowa. 157, Trey McKitty, a tight end out of Georgia. 191, we pick up a backup quarterback, Shane Boucher, at a quarterback at SMU. 220, we pick up um, Wyatt Hubert. Uh, maybe like a 4-3 edge rusher kind of guy for our football team. We're going to have to find a way to make him work if, if we were an actual organization at 220. And then 232, a guy that I did not think was going to be on the board, Jonathan Adams Jr., a wide receiver out of Arkansas State. State. Um, I know he did get, like, arrested um, Ooh, okay. for, like, drug charges. He had a gun or something. I don't remember exactly. I have it in my notes for my uh, for my scouting. So that's a little bit of a red flag, but we pick him up at 232 because of it. I think he's a talented guy. I'm pretty sure he's a guy that PFF thinks is really good. I'm not 100% sure on that, so don't quote me. But at 232, I mean, you're just shots in the dark. Yeah, just see if seeing if anything sticks. So that's our offseason for the uh, Philadelphia Eagles. Wasn't a ton to do in free agency, but we had to fill in through the draft. If you made it this far, thank you so much for listening. We really appreciate it. If you want us to do your team next, then throw a cheeky comment down below and we'll do it. But thank you so much for listening and peace.